You're listening to the Triple P Parenting Podcast from 612 ABC Brisbane. For more information, visit abc.net.au slash Brisbane. Um, I'm a little troubled um, about this because I've been told by my mum that my daughter, who is four, repeats my behaviour. <laughs> she sees me doing something or she sees an attitude or attention and she repeats it. Yeah, I think a lot of parents don't really fully understand how important it is for them to think carefully about their own behaviours because they're going to see it in their children, that's for sure. So when they see their parents drinking or swearing or abusing you know, their partner... The children see this and subconsciously they think it's normal or appropriate. Well, they don't necessarily think it's normal, but they certainly see it and they certainly process it. But, of course, it can be scary for them as well. And so I guess the word normal is a little bit difficult, but certainly they see it as common and something that happens in our home, yes, for sure. What are the most common causes of parental stress, Alan? Well, there's a whole range of them these days. Um, trying to balance the work commitments with family responsibilities. We know that many parents, often both parents, find the need to work to raise enough income to meet their needs. Um, if there are other stresses like illness, um, economic pressures, those things all contribute to, uh, to stress. Okay. And, and how much should you tell your kids then about what's happening in your life? I mean, all, mm. all of these things, how much should you tell them, like try and explain to yeah. them what's going on? It's going to vary as the children's age changes, obviously. With young children, it's, it's kind of normal for us to protect our children from things they just don't understand and might find scary. Um, but as they get older, then I think it's important that they understand the realities of life and, and the kinds of pressures that can happen and, and the strategies for dealing with them. See, it goes against being a parent, though, doesn't it? I mean, I try and protect my mm. daughter. I try and protect her from... Yes. I want her to have a life of innocence mm. you know, when she's young. You know, I want her to have a life of fantasy while she can. I think that's fair because, enough. Because you know, reality's going to come crashing in soon sure. enough. You know? Yeah, I think it's a gradual process, and then parents need to think about what, what is appropriate at this time for my child in order to share some of the realities. And that doesn't mean to say that you t kind of overwhelm them with the problems you're facing. I mean, it's really important for parents to demonstrate coping skills, not simply um, freaking out when things get too difficult. Describe coping skills to me, uh, Alan Ralph. Okay, well, there's a range of things. I mean, th there's, there's kind of background stress, which kind of sets the level at which you're operating, and some people are operating at a much higher level of background stress than others. And they really need to think about finding ways to bring down that background stress. So relaxation, taking some time for yourself, um, making a bit more time by getting up uh, earlier, going to bed earlier. Those things can help reduce the background stress. And then, of course, there are the daily stressors which come out of the blue, which we react to. And so if you, can, if you can lower the background stress, then the little blips that happen aren't going to kind of create huge meltdowns. Whereas if you're already operating at a high level of stress, then anything that happens is going to take you over that line. So the two things kind of go together. The big one for me is lack of sleep. Mm. And I, I suspect that that increases the background stress. Yes, it does. I mean, sleep's very important in terms of managing stress, having the energy uh, to deal with the kind of things that go on in daily life. And that means kind of rethinking how you take sleep, whether it means going to bed a little bit earlier, whether it means getting up a little bit earlier so that you're not pressured in the morning to do things in, in a rush, or maybe even using a, having a nap every uh, afternoon for 15, 20 minutes just, just to kind of 
keep that sleep level up so that you do have the energy to deal with things on a daily basis. Alan Ralph is here from the Triple P Parenting Program. My name's Steve Austin, and this is 612 ABC Brisbane and ABC Digital. Now, I live in fear, Alan, that 20 years down the track, my four-year-old Sophia is going to blame me for using her as the example of everything on this radio station. <laughs> She's going to be scarred for life when she grows up to be a young woman. But what, what sort of behaviour you know, might a child exhibit if they see their parents under under pressure how does it translate I, I hear my words coming back to me mm. a lot and attitudes yeah well every child's different and different children respond to this in different ways um, some children will try and help try and uh, make mummy or daddy feel better by by doing things others will become anxious and withdrawn others may think that it's their fault um, and and start to feel guilty and uh, upset about the fact that they're the ones who's causing this problem. So it's really important for parents to communicate with their children, but at a level which the children can understand and not to the point where they expect the child to fully understand everything that's going on. So they don't have full cognition, but they can get a feeling for what's Absolutely, going on. Absolutely, yes. And does this build anxiety in the kids? I mean, I do not want my daughter to be anxious. I think it can. Um, certainly children are very susceptible to adult uh, moods um, and uh, emotions uh, and they will be monitoring and watching adults very closely. So you're actually giving a recipe for adults to, um, what's the word, monitor themselves and try and reduce their own stress. Very much so, yes. So the key to good children is having good parents. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I mean, parents need to look at ways to reduce their stress. And I guess the important thing is you don't have to do it on your own. I mean, it's important to share this and particularly talk with your partner about how you can restructure daily activities to maybe share the load a little bit more or to bring a little bit of extra time for themselves, maybe even getting a babysitter, using a relative to give them some space, some time for themselves. It's perfectly reasonable for that to happen. Um, it strikes me that one of the areas that we've negated in, in, in Western civilization, where we're incredibly mobile and we all now live away from our parents, is that you miss the benefit of having nanas and grandparents available to help look after kids when they, when they love doing it on the whole, but not always, yes. on, the, on the whole anyhow. Mm. I think that's right. I mean, that's a fact of life for many of us these days. And I guess we need to look then at, well, what are the ways we can compensate for that? Um, can we use the technology to have closer contact with those, with those family members? It doesn't mean you can necessarily get them to come and babysit for mm. you, but you can at least share the family experiences on a regular basis, either by SMS or Skype or, or some of these other new technologies that are available it's to us. It's not as good as human It's not content, as good. Though, it? No, it's not as good. And that means we need to find a way to build our network again, to create a new extended network, um, friends, relatives, neighbours, to share some of this thing in the way that communities used to do. So we need village life, Alan, is what you're telling me? If we can try and recreate the elements of it as, as best we can, given the urban kind of structures that we're now operating in. All right. I'm not able to get to bed uh, on time. I'm not able to reduce my background stress. Life is busy, paying off a house, both parents working. Uh, but at some point, how do I look for the warning signals? Okay, this is getting beyond... Uh, where it should be, mm. I need to get some professional assistance. Well, I guess if you're starting to lose your temper quickly over very small things, when you look back on them, that wasn't that important, yet somehow you blew up, and that's a, that's a good sign that you're operating on the edge. Um, having expectations of Oops. children's behaviour that, that kind of aren't perhaps realistic, expecting a three-year-old to be able to pack their own lunch, put their shoes on, get ready in five minutes. If you kind of have those expectations 
you're likely to find that they don't get met and then you're going to find stress and um, you get angry about it because the child's not living up to your expectations. Maybe you need to revisit those expectations and make some changes to allow them to uh, fit better into your lifestyle. Thanks for coming in. Pleasure. Alan Ralph from Triple P Parenting. You've been listening to the Triple P Parenting Podcast from 612 ABC Brisbane. For more information, visit abc.net.au slash Brisbane.